The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Hello, hello, hello to wherever you guys are that you're listening to this program. In the last 26 weeks, we had 26 sections, uh, broadcasts, where I presented for 26 times different parts of the business methodology for uh, managing companies successfully, and companies that can grow and uh, uh, in a sustainable way. Uh, and now I think for the next 13 sections, 13 broadcasts, we are going to be interviewing uh, CEOs that uh, I am really impressed with their capabilities, with their leadership, and with what they have done with their companies. And those are going to be CEOs that do practice that is a methodology. So uh, the intention is that you will be hearing how does this theory work in practice and not just in theory. Today, uh, I am very, very flattered and very, very happy to have Eduardo Garza from Mexico. He's a chairman, was until now the CEO, now he's a chairman of a company by name Frisa. And uh, uh, I have been more than impressed with what he has done with the company. We are even making a video tape about, uh, as a documentary, about... Uh, how the company is being run. Welcome, Eduardo. How are you? How are you, Ishak? Uh, good morning, uh, and nice to be with you. It's morning for you. You're in Monterrey, Mexico. I'm in Moscow, and the guys are recording a studio in Arizona. This is the new world we live in, Rao. No doubt about it. This is a global world. Global world. Eduardo, why don't we start by uh, just tell us about something about your company. Tell us about Frisa. Uh, uh, how old is the company, how big is the company, uh, what does company Well, Frisa was founded by me. I founded Frisa 40 years ago uh, as a very, very small forging operation. I was 22 years old when I started Frisa. And the idea was to produce small forging, steel forging parts for the local industry. And uh, now, 40 years after that, we are a company that produces uh, forgings for the, mainly for the capital good industry. I could say that we have several segments. We make forgings for the oil and gas industry, for the power generation, for the construction and mining, 
for the aerospace, for general machinery. So we have uh, customers uh, we sell in in America. We have customers in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, in the NAFTA countries. We also sell uh, forging in South America, and we also sell in Europe and Asia. Uh, so we are uh, we have four plants, three located in Mexico and one located in Michigan, in the United States. Wow! And uh, unless it's secret, if it's secret, don't disclose it. How big is it in revenue, and how many employees? Well, we are going to sell this year uh, about $500 million, uh, and we are about uh, 1,500 people. Well, maybe more, about uh, 1,600 people, 1,600 people. Excellent, excellent. Eduardo, uh, how did you start the company? What happened? How, what was the idea? How did it start? Well... I graduated as a civil engineer in 1970, and my first work, I started the in 1971. My first work as a civil engineer was to be in charge of a small highway close by Monterey. I did not like very much my job, but part of my job was to keep the equipment working, and uh, I started to have uh, involved or to get uh, related with the uh, small uh, machining and welding shops in Monterey, mainly to supply parts, spare parts, for the machinery that uh, we were working with in that highway. And then, as I was not very happy with my job, uh, I started thinking to start something. The service I was getting from these shops was not very good, and then I decided to start my own shop, mainly to supply that sort of things, spare parts for the heavy equipment. And my first idea was to start a machining and welding shop. But then, when I started, when I started to study the market, I realized that was even more important to start a forging shop because the the problem these machine shops had in Monterey was the supply. So they needed a good open die forging shop to buy the parts they were selling to the equipment that I was using. So that was the first idea. I did not know much about forgings, but I started to work and then I hired a teacher to teach me metallurgy and to teach me about forgings. And that's the way I started. I sold my car, this, the car that my father was giving me when I became 20 years old, and I had uh, made some money. I saved everything I, I made in those years, and I started the freezer with $4,000 in 1971. Wow. $4,000 all the way now to half a billion dollars in revenue, and uh, you are 100% uh, owner or together with your family? No, I am, well, I am the founder, and so far, I am 100% owner. Uh, of course, they, now my son, Eduardo, is the CEO of the company. I, my other son, uh, Sebastian, is in charge of the family office. So, but anyway, they will be the owners. So far, I am the only owner, but my family is already involved in the business. Eduardo, when you started the company, were you scared? 
or were you, what was it? Were, uh, you just plunged in or how did you feel when you started the company? Well, first of all, I was single when I started the company. I was 22 years old. So at that age, you are not afraid of anything. <laughs> so I just decided to start the company. The first, I would say that the first year was very, very tough, very difficult. But I, I had made my decision, and I decided to keep working as much as possible until I succeeded. So the, uh, the, the, the very first year when I started selling to the machine shops, that, that was my original idea, was very difficult. But then I started to think, what could I produce with the small hammer that I had? Uh, that could give me more volume to the work because the, to start selling, to keep selling small parts to different machine shops and then to make deliveries and to get the money was very, very difficult. I had to do everything by myself. So I had, I needed more than 24 hours a day to, 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 to do the job. <laughs> and then I, I found a very interesting, uh, uh, part, forge part, that was the forks for the fork lift trucks uh, located in Mexico. At that time, the Mexican economy was a closed economy. And when you, can, when you could produce something in Mexico, it was very difficult to import. At that time, the forks for the fork lift trucks in Mexico were imported. So I decided to start making them, and I started to sell to the OEMs. The, the the people who who was making the four lips lip trucks, and then finally after about uh, a year and a half, I started to make the forks, and then Frisa started to take off. Eduardo, at a certain point in time, you hired my associate Aurelio Flores to bring the diesel methodology to your company. When well, was that? Let me tell you, I hired Aurelio two times. The first time was in the late 70s. Fuisa was, st was still a very small company. Aurelio had just uh, uh, left his old job and decided to start uh, as a consultant. I remember a friend of mine recommended me. I don't remember exactly if, if it was 1979 or 1980, but uh, or 78 around that time. I remember that I, I I called Aurelio and he told me that my company was a very small company, but because we were about 40 people at that time, and he said, but. It's going to be interesting because we are trying the methodology and we don't know if, it, if that can work in such a small company. Or probably we were less at that time, less people. So I, why did I call him? Because I, we started growing and then I realized that I needed something else. I was working very hard, but we were growing and we were, I, I realized that I needed some help from outside. So I had Aurelio at that time. He worked to help you uh, what? for to me, what? for us, uh, for about six so months as a consultant. And that was the very first time I worked with him. And then uh, he left. I think he went. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, 
what was the help you needed? Let me tell me after the break. We have to take a break now. Just or tell me after the break what was the help you needed. You needed something else, but tell me what was it that you actually needed? What was the specific need for which you called Aurelia to help you? Uh, so for the audience, let me say that Aurelia was the first associate of a business institute. He was uh, he was working for our client, uh, which was uh, the 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 visa group, which was the Cerveceria uh, Cuauhtémoc at the time as a commercial director, and he quit. And he said, "Doctor Adizes, I'm joining you, no matter what." <laughs> and he was my first associate. That's how the institute also started. So I'm very glad to hear why did you hire him after the break. Let's take a break right now. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The ADESIS management methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. ADESIS Management Methodology is delivered by the ADESIS Institute with offices worldwide, introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the ADESIS Institute today. The ADESIS Speakers Bureau can present the ADESIS Methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two- four- or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Continue, Eduardo. So, uh, what did he do? Well, first, he, I remember that we made, he made us a syndic, a diagnostic. Uh, we were only probably six or seven people. We went to Saltillo, a city close by Monterrey, in a hotel, and we stayed there for three, three days. And he made a, a diagnostic, a syndic. Let, uh, let me tell the audience what syndic is, so that they know. The way that this methodology works is to get all those stakeholders, everybody that can impact the organization. We claim that people that row the boat don't rock the boat. So who can rock the boat? Who do you need? Whose cooperation do you need? Get them in the room at the same time and jointly let's see 
what needs to be improved in the organization that we jointly can do. And to come to the realization, that's a very important thing that happens during these two, three days, is that most of the problems, 90% of the problems usually, cannot be solved by any single individual. It requires cooperation. And when they come to that realization, there is a tremendous change in the culture of the organization. People join hands and start working together rather than expecting for the president or the founder of the company to do miracles. Continue, Eduardo. What happened? Well, we were only seven or eight people because uh, I took the three people who reported direct to me, the production, the sales, the administrative people. I even took the secretary assistant, and then we also took two or three workers of the, of the shop. Uh, we uh-huh, were uh-huh, uh-huh. I, want, I want the audience to hear that. You took workers from the shop. Guys, don't ignore the bottom of the chart. The bottom of the chart is where the tires hit the road. They know what's going on. They can make the difference. Never, management is not an elite. Management is whoever can make a difference in the company. Go ahead, Eduardo. Well, and then we went to to Saltillo. We stayed there for a weekend. We work, I remember that we work very long hours until midnight every day for for the diagnostic. And then uh, the last day, a Sunday afternoon, he read the diagnostic. And I remember very well uh, at that time he said, well, I mean, Frisa is in a, in a situation uh, that uh, needs to, to improve. I mean, at that time we were earlier than GoGo. We were close to GoGo. And he explained all the methodology at that time. And then he said, well, we need to reorganize better. And as we were a small company, uh, in the next two or three sessions, I remember that we had him in my, in my house because at that time we did not have any meeting room or anything like that. <laughs> we, we, we had half-day sessions. We didn't have more weekend sessions, only half-day or one-day sessions in my house. And then it's when we realized that we had to to have uh, market segments, how we organize the sales, the sales force, uh, that we had to have somebody to collect the money in Mexico City. So we we because that got, was one of the products we were selling in Mexico City, but we, we didn't collect the money from uh, uh, on time. So we we decided to start. A, better organized the small company, and that was it. I remember that I recommended uh, let me, let me uh, Aurelio me, to Alejandro Junco from El Norte, a news, a very, the most important newspaper in Monterrey, and Aurelio made such a big, uh, a good job for El Norte. El Norte at that time was probably the second the most important or about equal as important as other newspapers in Monterey. And since Aurelio worked with him, he really worked with, with El Norte at that time. And El Norte, after that, became, if not the most important newspaper in Mexico, some of the most important newspapers in Mexico after Aurelio. He worked with Alejandro Junco. Yeah, I, I remember very well that because Alejandro thanked me a lot about uh, my recommendation with Aurelio. And he became very good friend and, and close to Aurelio. That was uh, 
Eduardo, let, Eduardo let, me, let me explain to the audience because I have to give a commentary to what you're saying so they know what's going on here. Uh, I want your audience to hear that the reason why Eduardo called my associate Aurelio to do the work is because he felt he was growing and he was not organized and he didn't know how to get organized. What Eduardo is talking about is here is called the life cycle of organizations. As organizations go into the go-go stage where they're growing rapidly and in many directions, they need to get organized or they will fall off the cliff. And usually the founder knows how to build a business, but not necessarily how to get it organized. It requires a different style, different personality, different orientation, not externally, but internally. And that's what Aurelio came to do and to help. And he got the place organized. By organizing, you now have less energy being wasted inside the company, and all the energy is now available to go outside. As far as the El Norte is concerned, they did the same thing there. I know El Norte very well. Basically, that newspaper became a very, uh, what will I call it, critical of the government. It was a very open newspaper. It was a very important newspaper. And how did he do that? By creating courage. And how did he create courage? By cleaning the mess internally, by having no internal conflicts. Now you can be courageous in dealing with external conflicts. So again, we clean up the inside to free the energy for the outside. Go ahead, Eduardo. So what happened after that? Well, after that, uh, we started growing Frisa started growing after uh, we organized better. Actually, in 1981, probably two, three years after, uh, w one of the problems we, we faced, we realized, is that we had a lack of technology. We had a very old technology that we had to have better technology to be more competitive. And we started also to think about uh, start exporting to the United States. But of course, we had not the technology and we had not the organization to do it. But we, we started growing, and in 1981, I bought in Spain some used equipment, uh, but of new generation equipment, a state-of-the-art equipment even that was used. I brought it to Mexico, and uh, so we, had enough, we made enough money to start buying better equipment, better technology. And then in 1983, we started to export to the United States. Uh, how, how, easy, how easy was it to integrate the new technology into the company? Well, it was, uh, at the beginning, I thought it was going to be more difficult. Actually, when I bought equipment, I asked the, 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 the people from Spain to come to start the equipment and to teach our workers to use the equipment. But afterwards, I realized that was not that difficult. Uh, we, I, I also realized that in Monterey, we had good people, good... Uh, yeah, like, yeah, let me explain this to the audience. Let me explain to the audience what's happening here. The, you know, the commentary. You see, guys, when you have a frozen earth, frozen soil, it's very difficult to plant seeds into it. Nothing grows. The, one of the biggest mistakes that many consulting firms do, which Adidas does not do, we are different. They come in, give advice, new technology, innovation, but the company is frozen. Why? Because there is no cooperation. Why? Because the labor and the workers or middle management do not cooperate and they are scared. 
when you create participative, mutual trust and respect, openness, flex, the organization is much more flexible because when there is trust and when there is a respect, they're open to accept change. And what happened to Frisa is because of the work that Aurelio did with you guys, Adizas did with you guys, it was easier to implement new technology and to make innovation. Otherwise, it would have been very difficult. This is what most companies suffer from. So the idea here is not just to have new technology, but to have an organization that is capable of integrating new technology. Uh, Eduardo, uh, 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 I understand that Aurelio eventually... Uh, uh, got sick uh, for the knowledge of the audience he, he actually passed away unfortunately uh, uh, and then you called us back Why no did no you call no us? Let me tell you, I'm talking about the late 70s no I hired Aurelio again in 1991 aha uh -huh, okay no why why uh, well we, we grow during the 80s we grow a lot we started to export and we bought more equipment, more technology. We built a new plan, a new facility. And then we became, I would say, a medium-sized company. And I realized that I again had uh, organizational problems. So during the, he helped me in the late 70s. And then during the 80s, we grew, we grew, we, we, grew, we became, a, I would say, a medium-sized company. I'm talking about a $20 million in sales company and probably 200 people, 250 people. And at that time, I realized again that I needed some help. And I remember, I remind Aurelio, and I started looking for him. And I realized that he was living in Los Angeles. I called him to Los Angeles. He was already in Los Angeles working with you. And I called him, and I, I remember he told me that he was coming for Christmas in 1990. So I saw him in December 1990. I, of course, we already have a new plan. We already have had offices, and we have grown a lot. He was impressed about what we had done in the last 10 let or 30 years. Me explain this to, let me explain this to the audience again. No company, no company should grow endlessly up and up and up and up and up. It will collapse. What you need to do is like a stairs. You grow, 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 stop. You get reorganized. Grow, 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 step. How is it? It's like building a multi-story house. You have three floors. You want to add another floor, go to the foundations. Now you want to get another five floors, go back to the foundations. So basically, you go in and out, in and out, in and out. And that's what Eduardo did with Frisa. First, he got him in to get organized when he was small. Then he grew, 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 grew. He said, Opa, stop. Get again back to the foundations, organization structure, reward systems, planning, information. So you go in. It is like breathing in and out, in and out. Companies that are only growing out eventually collapse. Because they're like the space syndrome, expanding on the margin, collapsing at the core. And Eduardo did exactly the right thing. He knew at what time to turn inwards and get help. Getting help is very important because it is a different personality style. People that look on the outside do not know what to do inside. And people that know what to do inside are not very good on the outside. So I'm very proud of you, Eduardo, to do the right timing to bring the right person in. And what happened thereafter? Why did you bring us? Well, I, as I was telling you, we 
Again, I realized that we needed some help from outside. Uh, we had grown, uh, well, we had become a, a, a medium-sized company, or uh, we were exporting, and uh, we had some debt, and we, we, we were struggling. We were really having problems, and I didn't know exactly what to do at that time. Uh, we were growing the organization. Uh, we were much more people, and et cetera, et cetera. So... I, I remember Aurelio, I called him, uh, he came to, to Monterey, and I remember I saw him December 1990, and I explained him what has happened to Frisa, and he also told me all what he has done, he had done in those years. He told me that he, he was working with you, he was working in Greece, in Europe, in America, etc. He had much more experience at that time yeah. when I called him in 1990. Yeah, by, by the way, this is very interesting because while you were growing, that this institute was growing. When we started, as I told you, it was him and me in an apartment in Acapulco planning the, how the methodology will work. And by the time we called him in the 1990, we were working already in 15 countries and we had, I don't know how many associates. So this is parallel growth, parallel growth. Go ahead. But, well, uh, 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 go ahead. Well, and then we planned, he explained me the methodology better. He already had the methodology ex exactly, you know, the, 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 the syndic, uh, customers, uh, measurement, uh, organization, measurement system, incentive system, etc. So he explained me the methodology. He told me that we had to work uh, three days a month, three or four days a month for the next six months. So it was uh, not only expensive, also a lot of time uh, put in that effort. But uh, as I really needed, and he convinced me that he had all the things he could do for us, and I already knew him about what he had done 10 or 12 years before, so I hired him. And we had our second syndic, I would say, our second diagnostic in February 1991. Eduardo, stop, stop, stop. Let me just make a commentary to what you're saying. You said it was, my God, two days a month. It was expensive. That's what many people don't understand. That really, it is like education. People say education is expensive. The answer is, consider the alternative. How much more expensive is not to have education? When you invest two days a month to get organized and to have a direction and a commonality of vision, and clean opportunity to really communicate openly. It looks expensive today, but if you don't do it, you waste so much time by lack of communication, lack of understanding, lack of vision, lack of measurement. It is much more expensive. People do not see the cost of lack of productivity. It's the same thing with money. Uh, a decent methodology is expensive, but really it isn't because the payback period is in less than a year. Because you put the money and you get it immediately back in increased productivity. So I'm very glad that you pointed that to us. Go ahead. Well, I mean, we, we had that syndic. Uh, we went also to a, a hotel close by Monterey. But at that time, we already went, I don't remember, about 30, 35 people. Uh, the well, management stop, people. Uh, Eduardo, we have to take a break because I'm getting a message here from my uh, uh, this. Hold a second. Let's have a break and then we'll continue. Okay.
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and Leading Highly Effective Teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution. For more information, go to adesisgraduateschool.org. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Eduardo, I would like us now to focus on the next usual difficulty that many, many companies face, and it is succession. The transition from father to son. This is a very painful, difficult transition. In your situation, it was really easy. I know I personally was involved. Uh, uh, is doing fantastically well. You are totally free. Now you are the chairman of the largest university of Mexico, chairman of the board, and you are dedicating yourself to, to, to philanthropy, to social things. How did Adidas help you make the transition between you and your son? Can you point on anything? Well, I think that the... With the addition methodology, and also I have written a lot of books regarding the family business, and I realized that there is a time when uh, the founder must leave the company for the good of the company, for the growing of the company, for, for the company to keep growing. And I also realized that the, the world is changing uh, very fast at this, at this moment. The globalization, the connectivity of the world, the technology, there are a lot of things that are changing very fast at this time. And I have a son that had worked uh, in the company for 12 years. He, he had the opportunity to, to study in the United States. 
and get his master's degree. So he was much better prepared than me. And he also was a very hardworking uh, young uh, person. So I became to the decision that uh, that was time to transfer the the power, the leadership of the company, because otherwise uh, I would be, I can say that maybe I would be the limit for the company to let the company keep growing. And uh, my son, he was in charge of one of the divisions of, uh, of the of the Frisa Group, and uh, he hired a Adisis Institute. Uh, he started working uh, with uh, Sunil from your company and also with you. So when I saw how soon he was maturing and the changes he was doing in, in his division, I realized that was a good time for him to, to become the, the CEO of the, of the group. And that was about uh, 17 months ago, uh, February last year. Uh, so, and he has, uh, and we have, he has kept working with the, with the Lises, uh, Institute, and uh, the company has been growing, has been maturing. I can see now as a chairman that uh, the organization is getting better and better and better, and uh, we are now, uh, maybe I could say that now we are in a prime uh, position. Yeah, sure. A lot of companies come to try to make joint ventures with us, and also we have received a lot of people who wants to go to do something with us. And I mean, we are—he's doing very good. I'm very happy. And as you mentioned, and now I have time, more time for myself. Of course, I still keep an eye to the company uh, as a chairman and also as an owner. But uh, I am now—I have now time for me, and I am dedicated to other things that I like. So but, I'm very uh, happy about the transition. Uh, let me let me comment, make a comment to what you're saying, so the audience will understand. You see, when you have an organization where there is the right vision, values, organization structure is clear because good fences make good neighbors. People know what they're doing, and uh, Eduardo can tell you about the blue book, which is an accountability system, so people know what they're being measured by, what they're being rewarded for, they know their authority, they know their responsibilities, and you have a process of decision-making where people listen to each other, there is openness, there is a transition, there is a transformation of information, there is a flow of information freely, without fear. You have people that are cooperative, with a good attitude, Changes are easy to make. So it was easy for your son to take over from you because the organization was very positive. When you have an organization where there is no common vision and value, where the founder is the only one who has a vision and nobody else knows what he's doing and what he's doing, when the organization structure is a mess and people are stepping on each other's toes, when there is no information, no communication, there is fear, Trying to make a transition is difficult, if not impossible. So everything that Aurelio and Sunil did was preparing the ground that enabled you to make the transition. And obviously, you also have a very gifted, very positive, wonderful, hardworking son. The whole thing worked out very well. Uh, Eduardo, I, 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 when I was visiting you, I really would like the audience to hear about it because I was... 
I was floored. I was, rarely do I come across a company like yours. I want the people to know about it. It is a forging company. Forging usually is very dirty work. The floor is dirty, you know, that, oh, it's, your company is like a pharmacy. I could get on my knees and lick the floor. The bathrooms in this company for the workers are like in the Hilton Hotel. Can you tell me what do you attribute this beautiful, clean, organized company that you have? What is going on here? Why this culture? Well, let me, let me tell you, the second time we had Aurelio with the ADC methodology, and we were very, very close to him uh, for the 90s, I would say, and until he got sick in the early 2002 or 2003, uh, until early this century. But anyway, we worked very, very, very close to Aurelio, and during all the process, because since then, he, we used to make a syndic every two years, so every other year. So we were, we were working very close with the Addisis methodology, and in the Addisis methodology that you know very well, is based in the people. We realized that the people is the most, um, is the most important asset in the company. So uh, we, we know that we have to, to train them properly, to, to treat them properly with respect, with trust and respect. Uh, we need to do everything to, for, for the people, to develop the people in the company because it's the most important. We, we buy equipment, very expensive piece of equipment, and we treat it very well. And then if we don't treat properly to the people who take care of the business, no matter what technology you have, you have to have the right people to, to use the technology properly. So during those process, we realized, as I was just mentioned, that the, the people is the most important asset in a company. People from all levels, from the lowest worker to the CEO to the CEO, whoever. So that's why we try to to give the best for, for our people. We share our profits. We share information. We share uh, uh, technology. We train them properly. And one of the things that is very important is that the, the, the culture in, in our company must be of productivity, of quality, of on-time delivery, of uh, innovation. And to have that, you need to be in a good environment. I mean, so everything must, write, uh, must work right, and everything must be in its place, and must be, must be clean, and uh, everything I want, must I want, be in I want, its right place. I want to uh, uh, highlight one word you said here, and when you told me how you did it, again, I was, I was floored. I've never heard anything like this, so I want the audience to hear it. I hope you guys heard it. He said, profit sharing. In FRISA, according to the Disney methodology, we believe not only to participate in decision-making, the effort, but also to participate in the gains. That's why it is a symbiotic, synergetic methodology. You did it, and you told me something which was unbelievable, that I could walk down the line, stop any worker, 
and he will tell me how profitable the company is and how much he earned in profit sharing. Every single worker. And then I would like to also tell the people, just to be sure that you can amplify it. You hired an Israeli firm to tell you about the dangers you have of security because Mexico is a very dangerous place. They hijack people that have money like yourself and then they want, you know, they have to pay a lot of money to be freed. And the Israeli, the Israeli company about security told you your biggest danger is that everybody knows how much money the company is making and that they recommend it to you to stop sharing information. And you decided to put your life on the line and not to do that, to share the information and let it be. Can you tell us more about this and this event about this situation? Well, I mean, uh, you're right. I mean, the security people uh, told me that we should stop uh, sharing the information of the company. But it's part of our culture. I mean, it's part of our life. And it's part of the life of the of the company. So we cannot uh, just decide to stop doing that. Has been one of our competitive advantages. Uh, every people is involved in the company. Everybody loves the company, like the company. And one of the reasons is because we share information and we have trust in the company and the people and, the, and the, in the people and the people have trust in the company. If we started, if we don't share, if we, if we don't have transparency, then uh, we, you started to lose trust. And I think that uh, trust is one of the most important things Absolutely. and most valuable things in a company. Absolutely. That is the whole trust. Is trust and respect is the basis of the methodology. Why don't you also tell us one more thing? Last year, I think it was last year, there was a flood in Monterrey, the river that goes next to your factory over, over flooded, and the whole neighborhood was flooded. Everybody stopped working. What happened at Frisa when that happened? Well, that was very interesting. We had a terrible night in 2010. It was two years ago, about two years ago. So it was very interesting because one of our facilities was totally flooded. And, when, and Monterey was stopped and was a big problem in Monterey. But the interesting thing is that the, the people of the co- in the company went to the plant to see what had happened. And when they realized what had happened to, 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 to the plant, it, they brought their families. I mean, I was out of town, so I, I got Monterey uh, the day after the, the floating. And I was shocked when I went to the facility and I saw not only the workers of the company working to clean and to, to, to solve the problem, a lot of them had brought their families. And also people from the neighborhoods, uh, because we already, I mean, some of the neighborhood people had to move to the company to, to stay safe from the float and we 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 were bringing water and bringing food etc to the to the people to the neighborhood people but what was impre- what impressed me was that not only the workers were working there also their families some of them brought their children their wives or their husbands and and we we solved the problem in two weeks 
when most of the people around us maybe took two months to 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 start working again. <laughs> I want to, I want to I want to put a light on this. You see that this methodology fights that management should not be elitist. In other words, we are management, they are workers. This is disintegration. In the this methodology, we are one big family. There is everybody, every worker is like management. And what happened here is, which is so impressive, is that the workers did not wait for management to tell them come and clean. They took the initiative themselves. Why? Because like they own the place. They were behaving like they own the place. They really have a loyalty to the company. Nobody told them to do it. They brought the family. They brought the neighbors. Cleaned the whole place in two weeks. And the shop was running after two weeks when everybody else was still cleaning for two months. This is absolutely impressive. I mean, Eduardo, this is absolutely impressive. Let me take a break and then I have a question to you which is really on, on the top of my tongue. Let's take a break. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. Top Leaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30 minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to yolanda at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Eduardo, what did you personally get out of Adesis the most? What was the thing that really stands out for you that helped you manage better? What did you learn the most? What are the highlights that you can point from the methodology that helped you manage the company better? 
there are several things, uh, Ishak, but one of the things that I remember, it comes to my mind when you were asking me, is the life cycle of the company. Uh, I, when, when, when you understand and you, you learn about the life cycle, uh, you know very well what is good for the company in what moment. And you also realize when you go to a company that is in aristocracy, you realize that right away. I mean, it's something that you, that we, I have always in mind when I go to those companies, customers or suppliers that you see all that aristocracy environment, you realize that there are companies who are going, starting to go down. So I have always been very aware of that. To avoid aristocracy in the company, to, to try to keep our company in a prime situation or at least not to get to the aristocracy because we know that once you get there is the point, is the breaking point to start to go down. So that's one thing that I have in mind that I learned. Of course, also I, I, I learned about the founders rap. I learned a lot of things in the, in the life cycle of the company. The other thing that I have learned very, very well, is the P-A-E-I. For me, that has also been very, very, very important because I have people around me that complement me. I I know that uh, in the synergy situation, when you have somebody that thinks exactly like you, one plus one is equal to one. And when you have somebody that thinks different than you, and you don't talk properly, one plus one is equal to zero. But, but when you are surrounded by people who are different than you, who have different points of view, but you know how to deal with them, you know how to talk, you, can, you know how to find good solutions, one plus one is equal to three. That's what is synergy. So I learned also that that it's very important to have people different than you, that uh, have different points of view, and if you have the methodology or you have the culture to deal with these people, to talk to them, to listen to them, I always say when when I used to work in, a, let's say, in a pro- production problem, I always say bring the owner of the of the process. So bring the worker; he knows better than us. So we we because it's people who think different, who who have different point of view, and then if we listen to him in a, in a group and we we listen different points of view then we can have a better good solution. So I think that's the other thing that I learned from the addition methodology. And, uh, well, I think the, the trust and respect that I have already mentioned. How about the blue book? How about the blue book? Well, that's very, very important, the measurement system. I mean, because the profit sharing, the profit sharing of the, of the, of the, of the company is very important. And you cannot share profits if you, don't, if you don't have the right measurement system. And what has been very, very important for us is the, the, the blue book and the black book. The blue book is uh, the measurement system that measure quantitative indexes, like uh, sales or productions or tons or, I mean, numbers. And the black book that measures the quality of indexes, like on-time delivery, a quality, 
service, attitudes, so things that you cannot measure in, in numbers, as simple as that. I mean, in terms of sales or profits or whatever. So those two measurement systems, the blue book and the black book, has given us a lot uh, to to have the accountability of the company, the accountability of different departments, and the accountability of the people. So uh, I would say that those prob- probably have been the three most important things I have learned in the ADC methodology. I mean, the, the measurement system, the, to know the difference of the people, uh, and I mean, and, and, and to work in, in groups, I mean, to grow up. Uh, co- co- collaborative, collaborative. Collaborative, yes. Eduardo, I don't know whether it's true or not true, but just uh, uh, did anything of this information, these uh, tools, also help you in personal life? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't, sorry? Did what, any of these question? tools that helped you with the company also help you in your personal life, in the family? Uh, yes, of course. I mean, you are what you are. I mean... Uh, you become a person that thinks that way. Uh, and uh, it works also in my family when we are planning to, let's say, to make a trip vacation since, since my children were young. Uh, I always used to ask him, well, what do you want? Listen to them, respect the opinion of my wife. And, I mean, I think it has been but- very interesting. Thank you, also, I, I, also, let me tell you this. Also, I, I am part of different boards, and for some reason, probably is because my my methodology or whatever, the people always ask me. You know, they tell me that I see the the things different. When I am chairman, I also like to open the discussion to the 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 the, the, freeze, the, the, the Eduardo, the, we have to stop because I'm getting messages here from the. Recording that it's time. Eduardo, I really, truly uh, appreciate and thank you very much for this interview. And I know that uh, worldwide, thousands of people are listening to this. Hopefully, they're going to learn from it and get encouragement to start working with integration, with respect and trust, and building an organization that is humanistic and not only money. When we are humanistic, we also make money. Thank you very much, Eduardo, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Jacques. Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week.